Welcome back, everybody. We are the Video Store Junkies, and this is Q-Tips. We are bringing you a handful of selections of movies or TV shows to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we are going to start this off, and I will pass this over to Zach. Well, Renee, I'll tell you what. Uh, there, you know, sometimes there are shows that kind of like live in your head. You maybe quote from them. You maybe uh, reference them, but you haven't actually watched them in a while. And uh, my first recommendation this week is one of those shows. So I've been kind of reacquainting myself with it. Uh, the name of the show is uh, King of the Hill. And I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this is familiar with the show in some capacity. Uh, the reason I'm recommending it, I hadn't actually watched this in, oh God, probably like 15 or 20 years. I, I haven't actually watched an episode, uh, but I started watching it uh, last week. And I, even though I knew it was funny, because I obviously, I, you know, reference it a lot and I think about it from time to time, I actually kind of just forgot how laugh out loud funny it actually is. This is a very, very smart, funny show. Uh, obviously, this is uh, Mike Judge's second animated show after he did Beavis and Butthead. Uh, actually, I think he may have done a couple of like little one-offs here and there. But um, yeah, so I think everyone knows about this show. But if you haven't watched King of the Hill in a long time... I think, uh, I think I'm going to recommend that you go and watch the first couple episodes of the first season because I had totally forgotten uh, just how good it is. And I also, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know how, how I forgot this. For some reason, I forgot not only just it's Stephen Root in there as Bill Dotrieve, but he also does like a ton of <laughs> voices every single episode. And I just, I love Stephen Root so much. So um, yeah, so King of the Hill, it's on Hulu. Uh, I, there are uh, 13 seasons that you can go and binge. I'm only on season three because I actually just started watching this last week, like I said. Uh, so I'm going to be watching the next uh, 10 seasons uh, this weekend. You know what? I'm just going to watch 10 seasons this weekend and it's going to be really great. Um, and speaking of things that are uh, funnier than I remember them being, uh, Paul, what's your first pick this weekend? Why, thank you, Zach. Um, it's interesting enough, there's actually a connection with King of the Hill. I just I didn't realize um, oh. because uh, Khan in King of the Hill is played by Toby Huss, and Toby Huss happens to be in the the first film I'm recommending, which is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. He plays Weird Al's dad. And this is the totally 100% true, completely not made up at all biography of Weird Al Yankovic, starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Um, as as uh, Shelly, my wife, put it, she did not think she could love Weird Al or Daniel Radcliffe anymore till she saw this. This is absolutely laugh out loud funny. It is. It's on Roku, the Roku channel, so you gotta have a Roku to watch it, um, unless you're you know find other means. And um, it is. I mean, just like Weird Al's other things, it is a spot on parody of of biopics. It is of especially of musical biopics. It is just absolutely hilarious. Um, tons of of you know cameos. There's other people in it. Evan Rachel Wood is in it. Rain Wilson. Um, and just like I said, other weird little cameos throughout, including Weird Al. Just it is an absolute hoot. I had I had not, I had figured I'd like it, but I did not realize just how much this movie would leave me laughing. In fact, the even the the closing song, it's you know it's got to be a, a Weird Al song. And so if if you know when you're watching Roku, it's going to try to throw you something else. Don't hit the little button to make sure you keep watching the the credits because. It, even that's hilarious. So that's weird. The Al Yankovic story, 
Daniel Radcliffe just is a absolute hoot in it. It is the whole thing is just really fun. Um, so uh, speaking of really fun, I'll pass this to Bill. Well, hey, well sorry before you. Bill get, before Bill gets yeah. into it, I want to I want to second that rec- recommendation and also uh, give a big old fuck you to Paul because that was definitely <laughs> my second recommendation <laughs> this week. So <laughs> you should have done it yeah. first, man. Oh, oh no, sorry. That's that's the fun of doing the show live. No, I think this is actually the first time we've ever that's ever happened on the show. So uh, obviously, yeah. It must be uh, it must be good if two of us were gonna run out and recommend it to you. See, that's why I always recommend movies from like 1934. <laughs> you can see if uh, the Adventures of Pete, Pete and Pete are playing anywhere because that way you can recommend another Toby Huss thing because you know he played Artie, the strongest man in the world. So there you go. But uh, maybe not. <laughs> Bill. So well, my turn. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, when we're done with this, I'm go, we're going to go watch uh, Weird. So, yeah, been looking forward to that. Um, okay, so my first pick is a movie from 1934 called Babes in Toyland. It's a Laurel and Hardy movie. Now, you may know it better as March of the Wooden Soldiers, which is the slightly abridged version of this. And so 1934, I mean, sound had basically just been invented. You know, you know people had only been talking for a couple of years. I mean actually talking it was all a silent world before then and and so this this movie is old it feels old it sounds old it's so weird laurel and hardy play uh these two morons who live in toyland where all the you know mother goose and the little lady who lives in a shoe they're all actual people there's you know there's midgets in costume and children in costume and and monkeys in costume including one that's mickey mouse this is not a disney movie (laughs) but they took a monkey and put it in a costume that looks just like mickey mouse maybe it's a kid six of one half a dozen of the other whatever how they didn't get their asses sued i don't know and um, but bill 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 you have to kind of explain like (laughs) well that every time i watch it i think the monkey is dying of of heat prostration because it just collapses Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The monkey Sorry. just keels over now and again. It was probably trained to do that, and or or, was or suffocating to... in the mask. Yeah, because you know monkeys don't sweat the way we do. They probably, you know, it's probably like putting a dog in a car on a hot day and rolling up all the windows and turning on the heat. Yeah, you know, listen, it was a different time. You know, <laughs> it, if you, you know, I mean, the midgets are only so small, and children also keel over and die, and and then, but but unlike with the monkeys. Oh, the paperwork you got to go through when you actually kill a child actor on a set. So, you know, you do what you can. I mean, you know, art, genius is pain. Anyway. I'm pretty, so, I'm pretty sure back in the 30s there was actually more paperwork for killing the monkey. Oh, no, no, no. You could order a monkey from the back of your comic book and a box of equal parts semi-live monkey and monkey shit will, would arrive at your house. And, I, you know, I thought this was an urban legend, and then, you know, people started talking about it, and then it turns out my cousins actually got one. And as soon as you what? open Ooh. the box, this this terrified <laughs> yeah. simian jumps out, grabs whatever it can, bites, scratch, screams, and runs through the house. Just, ugh, you know, and, and he came to a bad end. That's all I'll say. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know. He's, you know yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, sorry I made things um, depressing there. <laughs> yeah, really, thanks. It's a, Although, com- now it's I'm, a comedy. 
Now I'm googling mail order monkey because this does still oh. sound made up to me. Oh, oh, you think it's sketch? Trust me, I will. I will send you. Uh, I can't, Gilbert Gottfried like spent hours talking about this. It's so it's so horrifying and true. You know, like they sold the baby alligators, which would then get flushed mm. down the toilet and end up in the sewers where they live still. Um, the monkeys were not so lucky. Anyway, back to Babes in Toyland. So um, <laughs> it, it ends up with uh, so there's an evil guy, and he's gonna he's gonna like marry Bo Peep. Uh, this is pre-code, so there's a lot of really kind of creepy adult stuff in this. And it ends up with mm. the boogeymen, these costumed creatures from hell, come invading Toyland. And then we get to the March of the Wooden Soldiers, because because Lowell and Hardy accidentally, instead of ordering six hundred one-foot soldiers, they ordered one hundred six-foot soldiers which they then bring to life, and in some really cheesy stop-motion animation, they march, and they and they take on, and I'll tell you, they showed this movie every Thanksgiving when I was a kid, in between guerrilla movies like King Kong and Son of Kong and Mighty Joe Young. March of the Wooden Soldiers was another one. I freaking love this movie. I literally, I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating at all, that when the soldiers come to life and do their silly little march, I have chills that go down my spine. This totally Aww. takes me back to being in my pajamas the ones that had like shoes built into the pajamas yeah it was it was a weird thing and uh you know just <laughs> sitting with popcorn jiffy pop popcorn and watching this thing i love this movie it still holds up it is so freaking weird i don't know if it holds up for anyone who's not my age and didn't watch this when they were a kid they probably are like feeling bad for the monkey it's like you know listen Art like this is worth any number of heat stroke monkeys. So uh, where can you see this? It is on. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild stab at the dark and say it's on Tubi, which indeed it is, and Roku and Hoopla and a whole bunch of other things. This thing is in the public domain. If you wanted to, you could remake this right now. And but but people for ethical treatment of animals will totally be on your ass if you dress up them. Actually, forget forget PETA. Disney will be on your ass if you dress up a monkey like. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Mm. So, but definitely, oh man, what a fun, what a fun, fun movie. Anyway, I will throw this to the lovely, not at all a monkey in a costume, <laughs> Renee. Do you like monkeys, though? Uh, no, actually, I hate monkeys. <laughs> Just, they're the worst. You do, really? Oh, they're awful. They're awful. Well, and then Dario Argento gives them a straight razor. I'm just like, oh, God, oh take me now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, I had an unintentional theme, and my theme is inheritances. Imagine that you're a guy, and which wouldn't be hard for you guys, um, and you're just... Uh, <laughs> so imagine you're a guy, but you're having a hard time. You're having a hard time um, supporting the family and just kind of making a, a good go of it. And you have this uncle that comes out and and leaves you an inheritance which could be great uh except there's a catch a little bit of a catch you have to stay in the house you can't move and the house comes with ghosts exactly 13 ghosts and that uh -oh. is the name of the movie 13 ghosts and okay there are there are two of these there's the one from 1960 which is available on plex and there is the version from 2001, which is available on Tubi. I kind of think of these as sort of two completely different movies because um, they have just sort of a completely different vibe and feel. And, you know, the story is really about, pretty much the same. 
but it just the way they tell them is completely different the original is more you know maybe a little more character driven a little lighter um but still still quite good still very entertaining and still has a lot of kind of creepy unsettling moments um whereas the latter is definitely more of you know the theatrical experience but it does have some really great ghosts and some really great kills so that's my recommendation it is 13 ghosts and i honestly would recommend both of them Hmm. available in plex and tubi and i'll pass it over to zach zach thank you (laughs) shit sorry uh it's me the lost 14th ghost um (laughs) and i'm gonna haunt you with a second recommendation for this weekend uh since someone whose name i'm not gonna mention stole my first recommendation (laughs) i will actually (laughs) i'll actually offer a companion piece uh, to that person's first recommendation, I actually hope that I'm stealing his second re- you uh, are. recommendation. You, I know you are. Yeah. I know. Because right now I'm looking Perfect. for another well, one. Well, guess what, sucker? This is the world you live in now. So, if you love Weird Al Yankovic, and who doesn't? Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, I can't believe we lost him so young. Um, you'll, you're, you, you've probably seen this movie, but maybe you haven't, because it's one of those cult films that. I don't know. It's kind of been on the periphery. It feels like it's never really had as much of a comeback as it should have. Uh, so this is a movie, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, maybe you've uh, seen clips from it, but it's worth watching in its entirety. The film I am, of course, talking about, and which Paul is going to recommend, is 1989's UHF. Uh, it's yep. actually a movie I have not seen in a, in a very long time. This is, uh, there's, there's kind of a plot, there's uh, a plot about, uh, I guess, uh, a, they're trying to save this television, this local channel. Um, and they make all this weird programming for it, and it's really just an excuse to do all these skits, which are pretty damn funny, uh, a lot of them are. Um, it, this is the uh, origin of Conan the Librarian, uh, for those of you who are familiar with that and maybe haven't actually seen the movie. Um, don't you know your Dewey Decimal System? Uh, so anyways, <laughs> this movie's on the Roku channel, Hoopla, Tubi, and Pluto TV, and like I said, it would be a perfect uh, companion piece if you're watching the uh, weird the Al Yankovic story uh, cue this one up right after it actually on the Roku channel and you can watch them back to back and uh, you know have a have a laugh out loud evening uh, good good fun for the whole family and uh, speaking of good fun for the whole family I'm gonna pass it over to Paul to see what his next recommendation is <laughs> yeah I, I got a second I got a second UHF it really is it is one of those films that is just I could watch it a million times. It is so much fun and so utterly quotable. But that's actually not my second choice because, you know, my my theme wasn't Weird Al. Certainly not. Nope, nope. It was uh, Toby Huss. And sadly, The Adventures of Pete and Pete isn't streaming anywhere. But you know what is? Carnival from uh, 2003. And uh, Toby Huss is actually a secondary character. It stars Nick, Hall, Nick Stahl and Clancy Brown. And it's a takes place during a um uh, depression era dust bowl carnival but it gets uh, and sideshow but it it's definitely gets into the weird territory in terms of like weird fiction um there's possibly supernatural things and good and evil and uh very questionable things uh it's it's got adrian barbeau in it so there's that um and it's currently playing on hbo it's two seasons it's sort of the second season kind of just ends and and you're like, oh, it's one of those ones where they, you know, unceremoniously canceled it. Mm-hmm. It is definitely still worth watching. And I think the ending 
works well enough. But yeah, Toby Huss plays. Um, can't remember what particular. Ca- I think he's like a sideshow barker in it. It's a kind of a skeevy carnival, um, but it is well worth watching. And so that's Carnival, um, that is playing on HBO Max. And I will pass this to Bill Mulligan. Why, thank you. So, continuing my theme of movies that have some stop motion in them, but not from Ray Harryhausen, 1962's Jack the Giant Killer. And I gotta say, as a kid, I was I was crushed to discover that this was not about a giant who kills people. That's really what I thought. Jack the Giant Killer. <laughs> a giant guy who kills people named Jack. And I find out, no. Jack is a guy who kills giants. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, also cool. I honestly thought that right up to the moment where I watched it. And, then, oh. and you know, here comes, here comes, uh, who's it, uh, Kerwin at Matthews. And it's like, hey, that's Jack. I'm like, well, he's not nearly as tall as advertised. But this movie <laughs> is, is crazy because you're watching it like, this is a lot like the, the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. And indeed it is. It is directed by the same director. It, um, it has uh, Kerwin Matthews, who played Sinbad. He plays Jack, obviously. It's got Torin Thatcher, who who uh, was the bad guy in Seven Voyages of Sinbad. He's the bad guy here. It's the same <laughs> blasted movie. They saw how much Sinbad made and said, we can do that, but they couldn't get Ray Harryhausen. Now, they got the next best thing. They got Jim Danforth, who's one of the greatest animators ever. This was his one of his first movies. But, um, okay, so where this movie falls down, it's very much a... a um, a children's fantasy sort of thing. Uh, evil sorcerer makes monsters who kidnap a princess and Jack rescues her and yada, yada, yada. The monsters are so cartoony. And you're like, well, yeah, they're cartoons. They're stop motion cartoons, but they're not supposed to look this cartoony. Um, there's a fight here between a two headed giant and a sea monster that looks like it could have been done by the folks who did Gumby. It's, it's really, you know, <laughs> It's such not a patch on the ash of Harry Harryhausen, but you know what? It's a fun, fun kids flick, and and there, I have nothing bad to say about it. Well, but I'm not Columbia Pictures who saw this and were like, "Wait a goddamn minute!" Um, and sued them. So they they came up with an, an amazing solution, which was to take the movie and turn it into a musical. Which what? Seven Voyages <laughs> Sinbad was not a musical, so hey, we were not ripping you off. Now the problem is the movie had been made and the actors were not singing they were talking problem solved you know if you take any scene from a movie and just sort of loop it so that it's going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards it kind of gets a rhythm then you write a song to it and that's what they did (laughs) and it is god awful it is so bad you are just trying to tear your eyes and ears out uh Oh my god! And for a long time, this was the only version you could find, where you would just like fast forward through it, get to some stop motion, and then as soon as they start, you know, doing this weird stutter as they move back and forth to the next awful song, uh, you would just hit the fast forward button again. But luckily, that version they they just sort of forgot about it. Brought out the original. Columbia was like, ah, it's been 50 years. What the hell do we care? 30 years actually. No protest, and uh, now it's available. It is on, let me just double check here. It's on, well, of course, Tubi (laughs) and uh, Hoopla, Plex. Um, You can also pay for it if you're a sap on Amazon or something. It's probably (laughs) entirely available on YouTube. 
Um, I think it might be another one. I don't know <laughs> if it's actually fallen into the public domain or if just nobody cares. But anyway, Jack the Giant Killer, lots of fun, lots of great fun stop motion. And, um, you know, the kind of fantasy they don't make anymore. Let your kids watch it. And then if they think that's cool, then you can show them, you know, Jason and the Argonauts or something below their little minds. And if they say this would be better in CGI, cast them from your house. Throw them out into the snow. (laughs) Nip that in the bud. And I throw this to um, the lovely Renee. (laughs) Well, thank you. Oh, so, you know, one of the struggles with inheriting property is that Hmm. you potentially have to move and if you have to move you have to deal with moving to a new town dealing with new people and just you know the just the whole vibe just that whole situation and it's difficult and this story is about a young lady who has a very similar struggle and uh it's it's really a bit of a coming of age story um it's uh one of my favorite things, though, is that she, she's very strong. She's a great role model. Um, she just isn't taking any shit from anybody. And that lady is Elvira, Mistress yeah. of the Dark. <laughs> and you can watch this movie on Amazon Prime, Tubi, Pluto, Plex, Hoopla, or AMC+. And I love this movie so much. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid because I used to watch USA Up All Night all the time when I was a kid. So I think it was on probably like every third weekend. Um, but it's so dumb and funny. Um, it's just, She's so funny. I just, yeah, I just really appreciated, you know, you know her, her character in the movie and how she dealt with men in the movie and how she, you know, just kind of navigated her own journey. Um, anyway... I really like this movie, and I think that you should watch it. I think you'd like it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my suggestion. Does anybody have anything else, or does does somebody want to sing us out? Why, I guess I could, unless Zach would like to sing us out. Zach, would you like to sing us out? Oh, no, it's all you, my friend. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to go with uh, um, Weird Al's uh, first big hit, My Bologna. Ooh, my little hungry one, hungry one, open up a package of my bologna. Ooh, I think the toast is done, the toast is done. Top it off a little of my bologna, never gonna stop, eat it up. Such a tasty snack, I always eat too much and throw up. But I'll soon be up for my, 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 I, I, woo, my, 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 my bologna. the weekend of November 11th, Bill recommended Babes in Toyland, available on the Roku channel, Hoopla, Tubi, Redbox, Pluto TV, and Plex. And Jack the Giant Killer, available on Tubi, Plex, Night Flight, Flix Flings, and Hoopla. Paul recommended Weird, the Al Yankovic story, available on Roku. And Carnival, available on HBO Max. Zachary recommended King of the Hill, available on Hulu and UHF, available on Pluto, Tubi, the Roku channel, and Hoopla. I recommended 13 Ghosts, available on Plex and Tubi. And Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, available on Prime Video, Tubi, Pluto TV, Plex, and Hoopla. My, 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 my,
which is a lot better than My Sharona because it's actually My Sharona is about this fourteen-year-old uh, groupie oh, God. that mm. you know. That, yeah, it, was, it gets really pretty creepy. Yeah, the knack so. was pretty creepy. 